Combat Ops Arena. Yes, indeed. They are the ones that make this podcast happen, and they're going to do it again today. Lay Road. Go over and see my buddy Dave. He is the owner, and he will get you set up with a lot of fun. They now have Archery Tag. What's that? I don't know, but check it out. Archery Tag, along with the axe throwing, the arcade, the laser tag, all the fun. Make sure you check them out. Go to CombatOpsArena.com and check them out on Lay Road. Okay, on with the show. I am back, and the Combat Ops Arena Comments podcast is back. It is I, Shane Barani, and I would like to apologize to everyone for not doing a show these past couple of weeks. But you know how it goes. Things happen. Uh, your wife falls, breaks your ankle. You got to go to Newfoundland. All kinds of things. I'm sure everybody can relate to that. But that was the reason I was unable to get into the office this week and do a new new show. But we are back now, better than ever, with J.C. Campegna, who is in the studio here today for today's episode. And uh, we talk about his name. I can't say Campegna. The hard G is hard for me. It's always been Campania, but he doesn't care. I don't think you guys care as long as he's out there scoring goals, which he is. So he's having a great year, and we had a great conversation. This guy uh, has been around. We talk about all the places he's lived, uh, how he met his fiance. Of course, we talk about hockey as well. But uh, this is a great episode. Thanks for listening, and here is JC Campania. All right. Okay. Uh, first of all, is it Campania or Campagna? The the true <laughs> Italian way is Campania, actually. Right. But most of the announcers throughout my junior college and now pro have, have called me Campagna. Uh huh. And one actually just said on air, you know, I'm giving up. I'm just going to call him Campy, and that's what <laughs> most of the guys call me refer to me as anyway. So, but uh, Campagna is the the correct most, see, most Americanized way to say you see, it. I, I can't I have trouble with the hard G whenever I try and say it it doesn't come out right yeah so. it's, some, it's not natural for some people but yeah so you, you've been campaigning all season for me so all right. <laughs> I assume that would be acceptable so yep I don't uh, considering I've never no one has ever said my name correctly for 40 some years you know I <laughs> as long as it's not champagne because I get a lot of champagne years I'm like there's no H in it but so what you've uh, so you've been around. I mean, so a lot of a lot of announcers and a lot of other people, a lot of fans, have certainly now known your name because you know you spent what you were on four different teams last year. Yeah, I ran into some uh, some injury problems last year, and it seemed like every time I got injured, I was I was traded while I was on the IR, and then I got healthy, and they sent me away. So just kind of unfortunate. Um, a couple minor injuries. I mean, concussion, and I broke my my hand and my wrist, but. Yeah, last year was definitely not fun, but this year has been, been way better. You know, I started in Allen, but you, everyone around the league sees that situation. It, yeah. They were at the bottom of the standings for pretty much the whole year, and I was happy to kind of be out of there and, and closer to home because I'm a big homebody. So now that I'm here, I you know, obviously I was up for a game in Chicago, but uh, I've been here the whole year, and that's what I want to do. I want to stay here <laughs> be comfortable in one place. Now, on the roster, it says you're from Dallas. 
Were you born in Dallas or what? What I know, but you're from around here. But you you grew up around in Ohio, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah. I've I've lived in 27 places. So oh, oh, wow. So this podcast might go until next week if I kind of give you my whole life rundown. But <laughs> well, I give was, us the uh, cliff notes. Uh, yeah, 27. So, let's cover like maybe five of those. <laughs> so I was born in Dallas. Um, I moved away when I was three years old. I moved to Iowa. Yeah. I was there for a couple of years. Spent the majority of my childhood in Colorado. Um, eight years in Colorado, and then. When I started getting more serious about hockey, uh, we moved out to the Midwest. I played for the Indianapolis Racers. Uh, the plan was to play for national team development program out of Ann Arbor and kind of go to the college route. Um, ended up uh, deciding to go the major junior route instead, but I spent a couple years in Indianapolis. Then we moved to Columbus for one year to play for the, the Columbus Junior Blue Jackets, and then I left for, for junior up in Canada. Uh, and my family fell in love with Columbus when we moved there, and they've been there ever since. So I call Columbus home. Right. So, so but you've you you moved around so much because of hockey, or was it because of your folks new jobs, or yeah, my dad was the president of a company called Devry. Um, okay. It's uh it's like a trade school. Um, yeah. So he was a he was the president of the company. So whenever they opened up a new location, they would call him and say, Tim, gotcha. Uh, you're going to you know this place. We're opening up a new school. So he opened up a ton of schools all over the country. So for me, I, I enjoyed moving around. My sister, not so much. She was like, uh, we're moving again kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, new house. Like, so we're different in that aspect. But it uh, definitely helped moving around a lot because when I got to junior, I, I moved around all yeah. of, from everywhere east of Ontario. So um, now that I'm used to it, I'm kind of like, it's just another day. And it's, you know, moving around so much, you know, it's probably tough for a kid, but you had hockey. So it's, you, you had automatically had friends, you yeah, know. Yeah, right. So right when you come onto a new team, yeah. I mean, you're meeting 20 new guys, you're going to a new school. I was homeschooled for a lot of my, my life because if I was in school, I would have went to four different eighth grades. The one year we moved four <laughs> times. So I would have been in four different schools and it would have been a, just a, a disaster. So that was homeschooled for most of my life. Um, and now my niece is an elite gymnast and she's also homeschooled. Yeah. So it's just kind of our, our family path, I guess you right, say. Right, right. Yeah, it's 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 great talking to you guys and hearing everybody's different path. You know, some uh, you know I know Binks had two different high schools, uh, New Jersey and Ohio, going back and forth, and you know it's it's interesting how you guys managed to get through all that. And you guys are still so young. You know, you guys have lived all these experiences, and you're what 25. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's, yeah, and it's that's exactly it's just I look at it as life experience. I mean, some people don't like that kind of thing yeah. but everywhere we went it was it was fun i got to see a lot of the country and i got to see a lot of uh a lot of even canada so i mean i've been pretty much all over north america from colorado to <laughs> prince edward island to right, you know, canada right. so it's you can't really stretch farther than that yeah and uh you added st john's this last week uh to the list yeah. newfoundland was that the first time in newfoundland first time in newfoundland uh similar culture to pei yeah. where I, I played there um but uh, I'm, I'll just say I'm happy that we don't have to make that trip again. Uh, <laughs> if we were in the East and had to go there three or four right. times a year, I, right. I, I don't know if I could, I don't know if our bodies can handle I'm it. I'm still, everything I think we ate came with like two pounds of potatoes. Yep. My, so my digestion, I've caught up on my reading because everything is just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and everything's so expensive. You know, we were like, some of the guys were talking about it. We went out for, you know, a burger and a beer or whatever after the game. And it was like $38. Yeah. We were like, even with the exchange, this is outrageous. Like, no thanks. I'll go back to Fort Wayne. <laughs> yes, that's you know that's is one of the bright things about coming to Fort Wayne since you've been so many places. It is a cheap place to live. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, there's lots of family restaurants too. That's a yeah. huge thing. I mean, you go to the chain restaurants like those are always expensive. But there's a place uh, like Don Hall's 
yeah dive in drive in, whatever yeah. i mean they uh their food is good home cooked meals yeah it's, it's not really expensive either i know my parents are pretty fond of that place as well so so where are your parents where so they're in ohio how far away are they they're ohio? in columbus so okay so I, you're not far away with good weather um i can make it in just two hours right i yeah. mean that's not without speed and without yeah. bad weather it's two hours so. yeah you know, if it's snowing, it's two fifteen, two thirty. If it's really good weather and you know there's no traffic, it can be an hour and forty five to hour and fifty. Yeah. But it's close to home, so that's obviously that's big for me. I mean, um, I think if you you know if you're gonna be playing in Europe or whatever down the line, you know five six years from now, you're gonna be far away from your family. Yeah. So I, I'm happy that in the early stage of my career right now, my second year of of pro, I'm, I'm I get to see my family. They come to a lot of games, so um, that's good because you know later on when guys go overseas or guys you know even if you get called up those teams are all yeah. out west or all out east so there's not a lot of central right american right. league teams so it's it's good that um you know they make indie trips they make kalamazoo trips sometimes they yeah. go to they go to wheeling because they like they like going to the wheeling hotels so yeah i mean it's good i i'm, I'm glad to be close to home <laughs> so when you found out you're coming to fort wayne were you excited this i was very excited so when i was in allen um and i called my agent and i kind of said you know, I, I want to get, I want to play closer to home. So get me traded, you know, and, uh, these are kind of like the teams I would go to and, and Fort Wayne's at the top of the list. Cause this is the closest, you yeah. know, but I pretty much had any team in this division. And, uh, but I said, you know, I, I've heard good things about Fort Wayne. I know I've known Gary for a while. Um, when I lived in Indianapolis, he was down. Oh yeah. The so we right. have a, we have a mutual right. friend. So it was kind of funny how it worked out. I called my agent. I said, I want you to call Marty down in Allen and try to get me traded. Um, and these are my list of teams. And, and, I'm not kidding. Fort Wayne was on the top of the list and he goes, all right, I'll call you back. And in between me calling him, I was on the phone with my agent. Uh, Marty was calling me down in Allen saying, Hey, we trade you to Fort Wayne. So I said, okay, hold on. So I click over, I call my agent <laughs> or I'm back on my agent now. And I'm saying, Hey, don't worry about it. He goes, why? I said, cause I just got traded to Fort Wayne. He goes, you're kidding me. So I was like, yeah, so you don't have to do any work. I'll, I'll still pay you, but don't, right. don't worry about, don't, don't worry about trying to get me traded. Cause I'm already going to Fort Wayne. He goes, well, he goes, that's how good I am, right? <laughs> he goes, I didn't even have to call. Uh, hey, you pay those guys good money, yeah. Yeah, yeah but you exactly. kind of did all the all the legwork there. So. Yeah, so I'm happy to be here. Yeah. It's close to home, like I said. I'm a big homebody, and uh, I'm a I'm comfortable in the Midwest. I I'm I'm getting married this summer, and we're gonna buy a home in Columbus, and we'll we'll stay here for a while. Another guy getting married this summer. How many? It seems like every podcast it turns into wedding talk. I know it's crazy. <laughs> we have a lot of guys getting married. This is like, you know, um, we were talking about on the road about like. You know, if we went out on Sunday night, how many guys were going to be looking for girls? Right. You know, our whole team is either married, engaged, or has a long-term girlfriend. Right. So it's like we have like one or two single guys. So the girls at the bar are like, well, who can we talk to? We're like, well, maybe Those him. two. Yeah, those two because everyone else is taken. So it's like just a big group of guys and then the two single ones, you know? <laughs> yeah, you don't see that very often in this. You know, you guys are so – like you see, you guys are so young. I mean, yeah. you know. Uh, There's a couple guys have kids. You yeah. Know, it's, 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 it's fun. But, yeah, I'm – we don't have to talk about the wedding. I'm excited, obviously, but yeah. We, well, I have to ask. Is everything taken care of? Is, is the dress done? Is the invitations out? So I basically, I gave her my card and I said, go get the dress. I don't want to know what it costs. I don't, I don't want to know anything about the dress. Just get it. Um, and then pretty much, yeah, we have our venue. We got the church. Our uh, pastor just canceled on us. So we have to find someone to marry us. But other than that, I mean, it's a long process. Wedding planning, photography. <laughs> when you get the bills, that's when it feels that, long. Right, Doing right. the stuff is fine, but then you get the bill and you're just right. like, 
Okay. How, babe, how bad do we really need our pictures taken at the wedding? <laughs> you know, you sign yeah. the check for $2,400. Everybody's got a phone and a camera. We'll I, just get them all. Right, why, why do we need that? DJ was expensive, but it's just, I mean, you only do it once, right? So right, right. Ho- well, hopefully. My, my, niece, my niece got married in September, and uh, the photographer actually had a drone to do drone shots, yeah. if that tells you how crazy wedding stuff is. It's, it's yeah. So I said, why don't we just have doves fly the ring in while we're at it, too? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? So, okay, so you got a fiance. Is she an Ohio girl, too? No, she's a Quebec girl. Oh, she's a, okay. She's nice. Yeah, so <laughs> I met her when I was in Schwinnigan, my uh, my fourth year of junior. And I had no idea what – I mean, no one in that town spoke English, not even her. So <laughs> Really? Yeah, I, I just kind of ran into her. We were at McDonald's. I was with McDonald's with my friend after a game, and uh, she was with her friend who was, who was talking to my friend, yeah. and I – when she walked in, I told her friend, I was like, you have to teach her how to speak English because I'm in love with this girl. Because the first time <laughs> really? I, uh, right first, there. first time I ever met her. And she goes, all right, I'll teach her. So we exchanged numbers. The first couple months, it was all Google Translate and, yeah. uh, you know, texting back and forth. I would type a text, Google Translate it, send it to her. She'd do the same, send it back to me. And it took her, this is the ongoing joke. It's We're on a six-year, six-month plan. It's taken her six months to learn English and it's taken me six years. And I still don't know French. <laughs> so... But I'm, I'm practicing. I'm trying. We got a couple guys on the team that speak French. Yeah, we yeah. do. And I try to speak with them as much as we can. But, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough language to learn. <laughs> so, okay, so how does that work as far as you guys getting married, like, immigration-wise? So, uh, as long as Department of Immigration is not listening to this, she's just going to come over, <laughs> and then we're just going to get married. She's going to yeah. come over and visit me, you know, yeah. quote-unquote. And then um, we're just going to get married, and then she'll apply for, like, a change of status because yeah. we'll be married. So it's not too complicated. Uh, there's an attorney that actually works with the PHPA that we're, we mm-hmm. pay for our union. And he's kind of helping us through the process. He said every everyone thinks it's so complicated. Everyone makes a big deal about yeah. it. But it's really not. She just has to come over, say she's come to visit you, and you, she just happened to get married <laughs> while she was visiting you. And then it's a change of status. You know, it's it's pretty easy. Right, right. So what what does she do? What is she going to be doing? So she just she just graduated from, uh, from UPEI with a um, – with a French education degree. So hopefully she'll, you know, she wants to get into teaching French, whether it's high school level, kids, whatever. Yeah. And uh, eventually she wants to be a professor. She was supposed to go to Ohio State for grad school, but um, that's probably not going to happen now um, with everything that she had knee surgery. So we missed Mm -hmm. the deadline for the application and all that stuff because uh, she's a soccer player as well. And another soccer player. You all guys all marry soccer players or nurses, I, one or the other. It's crazy. So she's a soccer <laughs> player. She tore her ACL and meniscus um, the third game of her season. So, so yeah, so she's uh, she's back in Quebec now. She's uh, she works she's working for the government now. Uh-huh. She's a translator for important documents and stuff. So that's, uh, that's what she's going to be doing for the next couple months while I finish out the season. So, uh, JC, love it first sight at McDonald's in exactly. Quebec. Yeah. And you've uh, lived 27 places. Yep. That's so i got to say, you might be one of the most interesting guests we've had so far. <laughs> that's what I've heard that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's not easy, but it's uh, – it's it's well it's it's easy to talk about all this stuff right. but it's not an easy lifestyle right right so going back to last year four times okay you were traded and you were injured uh you know how does that make you feel traded four times in in one year yeah it, it wasn't fun so like <laughs> I said when I when I started I was an Adirondack um I so when I came out of school I played in Adirondack for a coach named Kale McLean who's now the head coach uh in Stockton for in Calgary system. 
and he, he was a really good coach. I enjoyed playing for him. So he called me and said, hey, would you like to come back to Adirondack? I said, sure, I, I'd love to come back and play for you. He calls me two days later after I signed and says, I got a job in the American League, I won't be back. So I said, all right, whatever, that's fine. So a new guy comes in um, about the, I don't even know, 10th game of the year last year. I, I have a collision in Kalamazoo with one of my players, high ankle sprain, I'm out for four games. While I'm out, they decide to trade me. Um, so I go down to uh, Orlando. Yep, I went to Orlando. My about 15th game in Orlando, there was an SPHL player called up to, to Norfolk. He hit me from the side, blindsided me up over my head. I missed six and a half weeks with a concussion. During those six and a half weeks, I got <laughs> traded for Hunter Fijis, who was leading the league in goals at the time. So um, I guess I can't be terribly mad about that, but I was upset that I got traded. Then I end up in Wheeling. I play five games in Wheeling, break my wrist on a cross check <laughs> from behind. And then he goes, yeah, he's like, we just need players. You know, we're short bodies yeah. and you're hurt. So we tra we traded you. And I go to Allen. I finish here in Allen. And uh, I liked it there. We um, It's a good good spot to play. It's warm weather. I golf pretty much every day that we didn't yeah. have a game. Um, but then we go up 3 nothing against Idaho. And we lose four straight. <laughs> we're the second team in, I guess, oh, yeah. history to do that. So it was just like last year. If I never have to think about last year again, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Between getting traded and losing four straight after being up three nothing in the playoffs, I can put you know last year on the back burner right. and just not worry about it. So when you got injured this year uh, in that game against Wichita, was there a little slight panic? This uh oh, you know <laughs> what just happened? Yeah, it's actually funny you say that because. I I uh I was really upset after the game. My parents were here, and they thought I was upset because I was injured. Yeah. I, I went, you know, we went out to dinner, and I was clearly upset. And they're like, "What's wrong? Like your face hurt?" And I was like, "Yeah, well, it hurts, but <laughs> if I get traded, I was like, I don't. <laughs> what what am, what am I gonna do? Like, I might as well just hang him up if I get traded again. So I was just like, man, I hope I don't get traded because I got hurt again. But obviously, yeah, I'm still here. So, uh, thank God. <laughs> So I'm happy. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. I mean, uh, it's probably gets in your head after a little while. Yeah. You know, every every little thing that uh, you know happens, you're yeah. probably just kind of looking over your shoulder, saying, "Oh, when's this other shoe gonna drop?" Exactly. <laughs> and then you just have flashbacks to, "Oh, here we go again." So. Well, the the nice thing is that you also have got you know in this league, almost everybody's been through it. Right. You know, everyone's been traded a couple times. It seems like everybody kind of goes through every team yep. <laughs> as and well. So we had a guy in Wheeling, Marcus Becerra, who uh, I don't even know. He might have played here for a little bit. I'm not sure. But he played for like six teams yeah. last year, too. Oh, that's right. Yes, we did have him for a couple of games. Exactly. That's right. So, yes. yeah, he, I, I got to Allen, yeah. and I was like, this is my fourth, you know, freaking team this year. And he goes, well, this is – I'm on six. So, I was like, all right. <laughs> So I don't feel that bad, I guess. Well, well uh, Eric Levine, I, I'm sure he's up there. He's got Fort Wayne, Newfoundland, Peoria, I think a couple more in there already this year. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's went on a, a pretty good stretch recently. I mean, it's unfortunate for him because he's been playing well that we haven't gotten wins, but I think he's, what, four or five in a row yeah. without a loss in regulation. Yeah, so. I, yeah. So, I, yeah, he's been playing good. He, he played well in Newfoundland as well. So how frustrating is it for you guys right now? It just seems like – you guys have so much potential as far as goal scoring, but yet you can't have been able to score much. Yeah, and it's it's like a roller coaster. We yeah. put up eight against you know Kalamazoo, and then you know this weekend we didn't score a lot. But you know, I think a frustrating part for me is obviously uh, 
uh, the power play because we're not scoring on the yeah. power play recently. So, uh, you know, as a, a power play guy to not score, it's like you're not really doing your job, you know, yeah. um, not, and not just me, just our units in general. So that's that's frustrating for me. But um, but, you know, getting frustrated and it's not going to help anything. You just got to kind of work through it together yeah. and, and just kind of keep grinding, keep keep going, because it's you know, when you get frustrated, then you start gripping your stick a little bit tighter and yeah. start, you know, worrying about. Should I have done this? Should I have done that? I mean, they'll come. I mean, you know, we're we had a pretty good stretch in Newfoundland. Yeah, we we lost two games in in overtime in a shootout, but we also held one of the highest scoring teams in the league to only five goals. So yeah. you know, it's it's in this league. I find that the high scoring games, it's it's both teams. You know, I mean, it's it's rare to see like I think a blowout of you know eight to one, eight to two. It's like you see those high scoring games yeah. eight to six or something. It's because both teams are taking offensive chances. And with that comes the risk that you might get scored on, you know, but the, the Newfoundland trip, both teams were so structured. Both teams were so defensively responsible. Not a lot of offense came out of yeah. it for either team, but that means, you know, good defense. So uh, obviously a couple of low scoring games and especially the last one, one, nothing overtime against a team like that. Um, yeah, we want to win, but that's about as good as you yeah. can do against yeah. that team, you know, without winning a game. And you're a goal scorer. Have you always been that way? Have you, I mean, because you're a sniper. I mean, so I mean, yeah, pretty much. Like when I was when I was a kid, I was always goals, 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 goals. Yeah. And then when I moved up to junior, um, it's it was harder to score. Obviously, everyone's better. So I I don't think I had one year of junior with more goals and assists. I might have had maybe one, but I was always yeah. more assists and goals. Or pretty even, to, you know. I think my last year junior, I had twenty three goals and twenty four assists or something. Um, but yeah, like that's I define like I would classify myself as a scorer. So, and this year it's just kind of been lucky for me to be in a good situation where I play with guys who are good, you know, passers, good, yeah, good dishmen. So I've been kind of like the benefit of that. Uh, I've gotten the benefit of that by, you know, Haji hitting me in spots that you know yeah i shouldn't get the puck but somehow he managed to get it to me and um then that's you know that's obviously i'd like to have more assists because more assists means our team scoring yeah. more but um i'm i'm happy with the offensive production as far as goals go this year are you still you're 25 so you're still young it's is the ahl still the goal oh uh, yeah obviously i mean i had a, a quick cup of coffee up yeah. in chicago this year and it was good for me to kind of get my feet wet and see what's up there because i've never been to a, a camp i've never been to a nhl you know prospect yeah. or anything like that so that was that was good for me you know mid-season um you know at the beginning of the year they have guys up or you know guys down it's, it's kind of chaos yeah. in the american league but you know this in the middle of the season especially right after the all-star break like guys were dialed in you know they it was good hockey yeah. up there so that was good for me to see you know where i stand and what I need to improve on, you know, and, and those guys, you know, everyone is so good. Everyone's so fast. Uh, everyone can make, you know, great plays. Um, those guys, you know, they go into games dissecting what they need to do to get called up to the NHL. Yeah. You know? So, uh, I kind of took that into perspective for me, um, while I was up there to kind of watch them and see this is what they do well. Uh, so if I do that well, I can translate that to my game. And they obviously w do the same thing. They watch NHL players yeah. and say, you know, these guys do this well consistently. I need to add that to, to my game to get called up. So, uh, yeah, it was really fun. And I think that if the if the offense keeps coming, that I think that I have a, I have a you know, opportunity to get called up again and, and see, you know, where that takes me. You know, it's, it's all about opportunity this game. Yeah. So, you know, if someone gives me opportunity, I'll make the most of it. But until then um, – I just, you know, have to keep helping this team, 
and yeah see, see what happens right you know? right but do you, do you kind of like you get that call up do you kind of you know, obviously now they know your name you know you know do you try and keep in contact with other ahl teams because everybody can get plucked at any time you know right. so it's like you know i want to get in front of as many people as i can right and it's you know i think it's a fine line i think that our you know our coaching staff and our management team knows that everybody wants to get called up yeah. like that's the goal of playing in this league yeah but it's a fine line of of if you focus all your attention on on trying to get called up it becomes you know me, me right me. right right so um you know i think at the beginning of the year it was like you know i i you really look for the call up you want to get called up you're, you're thinking about it a lot and towards the middle of the year it's like all right well if i haven't got called up already um or if i maybe i got the, the one game it's like if it happens again it happens again but it's not really on my mind right now right um you know i obviously I, I would like to get called back up but right now we're coming down the stretch where we have a pretty good team we have a chance to do something special here down the stretch and make the playoffs you know knock off maybe a toledo or cincinnati so i mean yeah if the opportunity comes um i would love to go back up you know to anywhere because yeah. that's that's the goal sure right? so I, the american hockey league is the second best league in the world so i don't think any of us on this team right now would really turn down opportunity right to play in the american league um but as far as focus, like that's that's why we pay our agent because you know if my my agent can call every American League team he wants every single day, yeah. I don't know about it, you know. Yeah. I just I come to the rink, focus on playing here, getting myself better. So if I do get that call, you know I I'm ready for it. But yeah, as far as like, you know, hoping for call ups and stuff, it, if it happens, great. But yeah. it's not like I you know I'm I'm calling teams myself. Right. So call me up. Call me up. That's you know. <laughs> I'm here until I'm told to go somewhere right, else. So right, that's, that's right. just kind of how it is. Right. So when it comes to getting an agent, <clears throat> I mean, you obviously pick the agent, but do you go with guys who, oh, this guy has a lot of guys in the AHL or this guy's got a lot of guys in Europe or is there what, – what does it come to? Recommendations? What? Yeah, so when I, was, uh, when I was 14, I actually got approached by my first agent, and uh, he saw me at Team USA <laughs> camp, and he, he said, you know, I'd like to work with you. This is – you know, we don't have a lot of guys. We're, we're young. We're fresh. We have a couple big name guys, but we're not big. So, and then I also got, you know, 15 other agencies that are huge with, you know, every superstar in the NHL they represent. So I was wanting to be, you know, a big fish in a small pond rather than a small fish yeah. in a big pond. So I went with uh, a guy named Brian Bartlett and uh, my first draft year, 2011, um, I was, I, I was supposed to get taken, you know, I'm, I did okay uh, in junior, but not great numbers. But, you know, I was expecting to get drafted. Yeah. I didn't get drafted. So we parted ways. Um, and now I'm with, with another guy, Mark Toof, who kind of is more uh, – he has a lot of uh, more bigger name guys. Like, I mean, they have Johnny Gaudreau. They have Nylander, who just signed uh -huh. a big deal with Toronto. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of a big name guys. So um, in the ECHL, it's not really as important. I'm assuming because there's not really much contract-wise that right. we deal with that American League and NHL guys deal with, but uh, yeah. So you, I mean, you just kind of you pay them the percent that you agree upon, and you know they call <laughs> and check in on you every while. Yeah. But their their most important jobs during the summer, you know, because yeah. that's when contracts happen. So like right now, I mean, he can call teams. They call me up, but he calls a team like let's say he calls Chicago. Well, they have 15 forwards. So what are they going to tell him? Right. You know, well we have 15 forwards. So unless if you want him to come up and watch a game in Chicago. <laughs> Right. Keep, keep him in Fort Wayne. So it's just, that's just kind of how it is right now. Yeah. So, so we, we talk once in a while, but it's not like uh, we're talking every day. You know? Right. Yeah. So uh, have you ever had short hair? You're one of the few long hair guys left. 
everyone else has cut cut their hair off. Yeah, so so I, it's great to see when I'm in the press box. I know exactly where JC is because I can see the locks coming out of the helmet. Yeah, so I had short hair <laughs> my first couple years of junior. Um, I had like the little fight, you know, faux hawk it was called. I spiked <laughs> it in the front. Yeah, and uh, I decided to grow my hair out. Um, probably my third third year in Peterborough. Cause I was just tired of putting gel in it every day. I got so tired of gelling it and then having to, the gel goes into your helmet. It's just annoying. So I grew my hair out. And then when I met uh, my fiance, she, she wanted my hair to be long. She likes it longer yeah. too. So I had short hair for a while with her. I cut it and then went back long. So I kind of, I went back and forth, but I've had long hair since I was probably 20 now. So it's been five years <laughs> and I cut it twice a year, you know, twice a year. Oh, yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> Yep, once in the summer and once around the new year. So yeah. that's about it. <laughs> so uh, what do you do in the summer? What's the off season for JC? Um, so I, I work, uh, I, I like working with kids, hockey, mm-hmm. hockey camps and stuff. So I do a lot of camps. Um, we take teams to tournaments in Boston, Chowder Cup, and we're going to actually, we're going to a Vegas tournament this year. It's like youth hockey teams, yeah. going to summer tournaments. I do a lot of lessons. Um, and then I also have a product that I invented uh, with my athletic trainer. Um, that is a tool used for strengthening your shot. So when I was younger, everyone said, you have such a hard shot. How'd you get your hard shot? So I said, well, you know, I've been asked that a lot of times yeah. and I never have an answer. I said, oh, I shoot hard. You know, like what yeah. else, what do you say? Right. It's like, how do you have a hard shot? Well, I just <laughs> shoot the puck and it just happens to be hard. I have no idea, yeah. you know? So I, t- I was talking to my trainer. I said, well, you know, a lot of people ask me, how do I shoot so hard? Why don't we make something to make your shot harder? So when someone says, Why, how do you shoot so hard? I say, well, I, I use this thing and maybe sell some. So we, we invented a product and we've got some sales. It's on Amazon. It's pretty cool. So it keeps us busy in the summer. And then I golf a lot too. I'm, a, I'm into roller hockey and golf. I, I golf a lot and I play roller hockey. Roller hockey. Oh, yeah. oh. There's actually a tournament. State Wars is coming to Canland yeah. uh, this summer. So it's like the national championship, $25,000 grand prize. Yeah. So, yeah. You're going to play in that? I'll probably be here. <laughs> <laughs> so, look out for JC this summer. At least where we know we're going to see him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Playing some roller hockey. Well, very cool, man. So, what does so, – so, your dad is a, a big education guy. So, what does your mom do? Uh, my mom, it, she's stay-at-home stay mom. Stay-at-home mom? Yeah, I mean – Hockey mom. She did all that? Yeah, we're kind of <laughs> kind of Italian, traditional – Catholic family. Yeah. Dad goes to work. Mom. Right. Right. Takes care of the house. Make sure the f- kids are fed, you know, and all that yeah. stuff. So that's just kind of been the way it's been my life. You know, I mean, dad works and yeah. mom is, mom is a great cook and, you know, make sure all of our stuff is clean and our hockey equipment. My, I was the best smelling kid ever. My mom, <laughs> my mom is the best laundry person I've ever met. It's like, you know, I, I never have to go, mom, where's this? You know, it's, it's, yeah. she's awesome at it. So well, so, since you're so close, do you take the laundry to mom once in a while or does she come here and you <laughs> no, kind of hint? Now that I'm older, I, I do my own laundry, obviously, but uh, it's, it's nice when I went home for the all-star break, yeah. I went home for Christmas break. She did, a, she did some laundry for me, which was, which was nice, you know, but yeah, she, uh, what she does obviously it's it's that people say it's not a job you know stay at home yeah oh it's job she works so hard it's without her our our house would probably be right chaos you know so because we we have a fairly large home so um with a lot of people living there so it's uh yeah it's a full-time job so how many brothers and sisters do you have so i have one sister and then um she has a daughter that lives with us uh who's she's 12 now um yeah, she's 12. So she's, she lives with us as well. And then 
uh, me and Jade lived there in the summers because we like we're just yeah. a big family. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you've heard. Oh yeah, Catholic Italian family. Yeah, stay, live live stay here till you're 40. You know, it's, right. My mom doesn't want us to leave the house. You know, we're <laughs> this summer. Me and my fiance were looking at houses to build. Yeah, and my mom was like, "Are you sure you want to build a house? We have a we have room for you. You know, it's, she doesn't want us to leave. So, um, but yeah. So my my sister, my niece, my mom, my dad, me, and Jade. So we have. We have a lot of people in one house. We all have our own rooms. Right, so, right, but, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's still pretty neat. But uh, then again, I can kind of see, you know, you, you're going to want your space eventually. Yeah, exactly. You know. You know? <laughs> so, okay, Italian family. So, obviously, there's a lot of good food floating mm-hmm. around. Uh, lots <laughs> so, lots of pasta. Yeah. My, it's funny because uh, I can't have any dairy. I'm lactose intolerant. I am too. I'm right so with you. I, yeah, I can't eat yeah. that. And my grandma, she, I swear, she thinks I'm a fake Italian. What kind of Italian can't eat <laughs> cheese, pizza? You know, pizza, come on. <laughs> I make lasagna. It's like, all right, grandma, I can't have any of it. Like, yeah, it's just it's like unfathomable to her that an Italian can't have cheese, you know? And of course, like, you know, my grandpa, we were 12 years old here. Here's a glass of red wine. It's like, what do you mean? Well, they, in Italy, every, right. every, every meal, you have a glass of red wine. That's normal. What's wrong with you? So it's just, it's, you know, that's just kind of, um, how it's been in right. my life, but we haven't really been around them much because they live in Chicago and we've been everywhere so right we, we got to see him sometimes but we're not you know as italian as i'd like to be <laughs> so obviously ohio's home but you've been to 27 other cities or wherever you what it was yeah. is there any other town that you really liked when you were a kid so boulder colorado was yeah. unbelievable if but in colorado the the people are different like to make a play date with someone it's impossible you know it's yeah what are you doing this weekend? We're going, we're going hiking. We want to be alone. We're going skiing, you know, we're going boating, whatever it is. It's, they're so outdoorsy people that it's not like, a in the Midwest, what are you doing this weekend? We're having a bonfire. 40 people are coming over to sit around in our yeah. backyard and drink. It's like, that's not how it is over there. You know, if you want to go like be with someone, you're, you're with someone hiking or on the s- slopes, you know, and yeah. you're not really with them. You're there with them, but you're not talking, you're not socializing, yeah. you know, everyone's just kind of by themselves. But as far as like, places to live um boulder was awesome we lived right in the foothills and mountains and i have to say columbus columbus is one of the best cities i've yeah. been like of all the places i've been that it's cheap to live people are friendly there's tons of stuff to do there ohio state is like right around yeah. the corner so there's you know seventy thousand students to go there so there's always something open so it's cool i mean i, I like columbus and like i said that's where um whether i'm playing or coaching obviously i'll be somewhere right. all over the world but our home will be in columbus yeah. yeah did you play any other sports or was it just hockey straight through uh i mean i played basketball up until probably ninth grade and then it was kind of like now's the time because you hear the, th- the specializing thing that's kind of a you know a touchy subject you know yeah. with kids you know when is the time to start specializing in one sport yeah and i think that playing sports is good for kids when they're young um like play as many sports as you want like it's it's good if you yeah. know if you can have you know soccer on monday basketball on tuesday hockey on wednesday that's good because i mean that's what that's what kids need be active go have fun because you never really know if you're gonna like something you know parents i feel like are today it's like well i played baseball so my kid is gonna be a baseball player true and true you know yeah but it's just like i think i played i played basketball my whole life um up until yeah about ninth grade and then it got to a point where it was like i'd have to miss one of the practices for one of the practices yeah. so and obviously you know hockey i was at that age i was an elite hockey player in basketball i was you know not tall enough and couldn't jump high enough to 
compete with ninth graders dunking in Indiana. Right. You know? So it's like, <laughs> I think the choice is clear here. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but you spent some time in Indiana, so you kind of knew what the state was all about anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I played uh, middle middle school basketball, so it was okay. There's some good players. Yeah. Yeah, I played uh, – there's a guy I played with in Indiana named Randy Gregory, who now he's playing for the Cowboys. He's yeah. like a defensive end for the Cowboys or something. He was a two-sport athlete, but, yeah, it's their whole different level of uh, athlete than what we are, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> and do you, I mean, since you've been on so many teams, you know, you obviously have a lot of friends, but is there anyone that, you know, way back to wherever you played is like maybe one of your best friends or you came in contact with? Because obviously you're, there's some bonds there, but you guys move around so much. It's so hard to keep in contact with everyone. Uh, right. So my, um, all my closest friends are like, I, I always say I don't have a lot of friends, but the ones I do have are the close ones. Right. So. And I, but as I say that, we have, you know, 100 and something, 180 people coming to our wedding. So maybe yeah. I have more friends than I was <laughs> realizing. But um, Jeremy Brodeur, he's in Atlanta now, I believe. Uh-huh. He is a guy that will be friends for life. He's going to be one of my groomsmen. Um, for some reason, when we got to Allen together, we like ev- we did nothing alone every you guys we bonded did, right away was, yeah so yeah. i mean we went golfing every single day every lunch we went out to eat together i mean we couldn't if we went to the mall we went together like we were best yeah. friends you know and you know if he's on a long road trip he got traded from norfolk to atlanta or whatever he's he calls me on facetime because yeah. he's bored you know talks for a couple <laughs> hours so it's just he's a guy that we we talk all the time and we're i think we'll be friends you know for life so all, all my other groomsmen my best friends are guys that i just kind of met when i was growing up yeah um they're a couple of them live in columbus now they all have jobs and they're being adults you know other places (laughs) right right well it's got to be also weird like we've haven't played jeremy you know he's been in uh allen now you say atlanta we don't get to play him but how weird is that if you do get to face him yeah well we yeah we talked about that i said like you know the the season i'm having if i'm at like 29 goals and it's the last game of the year (laughs) i said Bro, it's, I'm going to need you to, you know, <laughs> drop your stick or something and let me get that 30th and I'll buy you a drink after the game or something. Right, like right. But, yeah, it's actually funny you say that because we did talk about that. So, well, it's, yeah, let me put in five goals against you and then, you know, then <laughs> I said, well, we'll be friends and nothing, we'll act like nothing ever happened. But uh, no, he's he's a competitor too and I know he takes his job seriously. So we joke around about it, but I know that if he had the opportunity, he'd want to shut me down just as much as I'd want to score, right. score on him. Right, right, yeah. 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 I, I, uh, Jason Binkley is getting married. Uh, C.J. Mott is going to be in his yeah. uh, wedding, who just beat the comments to death the past two years, you know? Yeah. So, oh, no, I was, I was thinking about that because, I mean, you guys played juniors, some guys played college, you know, some guys were college roommates. Yeah. And, like, how much, you know, jawing goes out, especially when you get out there? You know, what's, what's, the, what's the chirping like as well? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have, a, for sure, we have a lot of dirt on each other, so it's like... <laughs> Well, I'm not going to say right. anything to him because I know he could probably say three things back to me. So it's like, you know, when you have that much dirt on one person, you just best, best <laughs> leave, it, leave it where it belongs in the in the cold closet and no. never, never bring it out, you know? And you guys are a pretty tight bunch, I mean, on this year's team. And you guys, I've heard some pretty good chirps out of all you guys. So, yeah. I mean, that's a good thing. You guys are that loose and that comfortable with each other. You yeah, know? Th- this year, our the group of guys we have are all – really tight together i mean the, like in newfoundland um we all you know went out to eat together yeah. i mean the, outside of maybe one or two guys 
I mean, that's going to happen on a team. Some guys just want their alone time. Some guys need space. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm even like that sometimes, you know? But, um, yeah, we do a lot of stuff together, and, and we're all uh, – we're pretty close. But at the same time, after a trip like that where you see the same, you know, same faces for six straight days, you're traveling together, you're bumping into each other on the bus – it's like yeah i was just gonna ask you guys do get off. sick of each other yesterday's a day off and it's a day <laughs> off like you know it's, it's i'm gonna stay in my room i went to lunch with fukali but everyone you know kind of all right you go to your space i'll go to my space i'll see you at the rink tomorrow like, you know it's, <laughs> but like after you guys are done with practice you've got all day if we don't have a game so right. what, what are you guys doing after practice so like for example a couple guys just went to lunch today um and then go to the gym we'll play basketball there's a couple guys who are yeah. pretty good basketball players so like me and uh Fukali and Ciro spent about an hour at the gym yesterday shooting baskets playing you know competitions yeah. and stuff and then uh yeah so work out and then you know some guys will if they have wives obviously some guys have kids they'll hang out with their kids yeah but um, the single guys you guys got to keep busy yeah exactly <laughs> a lot of video games a lot of uh just a lot of nothing you know it's, <laughs> it's almost like we have enough time to work but right like, right no thanks. I was <laughs> not one plan. But you can work in the off season, so yeah, there's plenty of that going yeah, on. Yeah, and that's and that's funny because in the summer, you know, with our with our friends, like they're all, you know, they work Monday through Friday, nine yeah. to five, just like a normal person would work. And like I'll text my buddies some nights, and it'll be like a, a Tuesday night, and I'll be like, hey, it's like nine forty-five. Like, hey, let's go get drinks. And they're like, what? <laughs> it's nine forty-five on a Tuesday. Like we work tomorrow, and I forget. I'm like, oh, that's right. I don't have to be at the rink for another couple months, so. I forget that it's 9.45 is late for someone who has to be up at 7 yeah. to work the next morning. Yeah, if, if people don't realize that. I mean, I get that, too. I'm on the same schedule you guys are almost, you right. know. So, you know, it's even it takes when, it, when summer rolls around, it's weird kind of falling back in, like, regular life, you know, yeah, an 8 exactly. to 5 or whatever you do. Yep, that's for sure. So, so it's kind of – I mean, I always – and also, like, when you guys – like, you guys, all you know is hockey, even if you went to school or if you didn't. So when those days are over and you guys do have to work 9 to 5, I mean, that has got to be almost traumatic yeah, for you that's, guys. that's something that I don't think I'll ever <laughs> – I'll ever do. I I mean, I, I was just talking about it with, uh, with Jade the other day. Like, whether I get into being an agent or coaching or um, opening up my own hockey yeah. facility, you know, training facility, my, my best man – actually just opened up a place with Cam Atkinson in Columbus called the Battery. It's, uh -huh. uh, it's a whole hockey training facility. They have a mini ice surface. They have a, a synthetic ice rink um, and then a couple shooting lanes, a gym. You know, this is like an elite training facility and they want to put those all over the country. So I could see myself getting into that, opening them up, you know, different places yeah. and, and running those, you know. So, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever have the whole nine to five gig <laughs> you know wear a shirt and tie every single day yeah i just i i'm too uh i'm too on the go for that right. kind of stuff so right. i mean who knows if, if someone offers me you know 100 grand to sit behind the desk <laughs> all right now we'll talk but <laughs> right. until then you know I'm, I'm just gonna keep having fun with right. the hockey thing good deal well we hope to have you having fun here in fort wayne for a long time so well, give me it's your product let's do a little shameless plug your product what it is all where right, you can so buy it it's called uh it's called the shot doctor that's d-a shot doctor um uh, the reason for that is because the shot doctor spelled traditionally was already taken by someone in toronto so we didn't want to step on any toes there um but it's just a, it's a velcro strap that goes around your your stick the shaft of your stick and it's a resistance band that connects to whatever you want to connect it to some guys will you know put it under the, a uh -huh. bucket of pucks some guys will put it in a bench door 
and it's right now it's the only product on the market that you can shoot and it your your path your natural path of your shot does not change the only thing that changes is the resistance so there's machines you know where you stand there you shoot a puck as hard as you can on a track yeah. but the puck can't move you know it's just pushing the puck on the track well this one you can stick handle it's all the same thing mimic, mimicking a wrist shot but it just adds that resistance to the end of it so the idea is kind of like a weighted bat for baseball players or uh-huh. you know a donut on the golf club for yeah. golfers you know, you practice with this weighted bat or you practice with the resistance. When you take the resistance away, it's supposed to be faster, easier, and it's also strengthening the muscles that you use to shoot a puck, you yeah. know? And it's it, it can be used for both righty-lefty. It can be used for goalies. It's just like a natural tool to make your shot harder. And, I mean, that's I think that's one of the most important part of, parts of the game. I mean, you see guys who maybe who are in the American League who could probably potentially play in the NHL – if they, you know, had that extra five or six miles on their shot where they're beating goalies instead of make goalies yeah. making those saves, you know? So, I mean, at every level, we've had some of the biggest stars in the NHL use our product. I mean, Cam Atkinson has tried it. Uh, uh, Panarin in Columbus. I mean, RJ Umberger. So we're talking big NHL yeah. guys who've been all-stars. And then we also have, you know, the five-year-olds yeah. who come to the training facility that I work with that are also trying it. So it's, I mean, it's... A broad spectrum of who can use this from kids who are just learning how to shoot a hockey puck to kids who are guys like yeah. Atkinson who are scoring 35 goals in the NHL well there you go and you can get it on Amazon right Amazon and we have a website we have it all we have it all set up and uh yeah for any of the f- I've actually had a few fans approach me after yeah. games ask me about it and yeah I mean I'm, I'm happy to talk about it with anyone who wants especially if you have a kid who's playing hockey um you know in town here it's the force right yes That's, so, yeah, so if your son or daughter plays for the force and they have questions about it, just come find me. Come grab me after the game. I'm, I'm known as a social guy. I know it <laughs> might be hard to believe, but I have no problem talking to anyone after a game. So, Well, there you have it. Come talk to JC after the game. Uh, go uh, visit his website. Get the product on Amazon and make sure he doesn't have to work 9 to 5 ever. How about that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, JC. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. It feels good to be back, doesn't it? Thank you for listening. Again, apologies all around for not being able to make any new episodes these past couple of weeks, but we are back, and hopefully there will be no interruption of service the rest of the regular season. So great talk with JC. Uh, Again, hopefully he's going to keep on scoring goals and keep this Comet team rolling as we get into the month of March. It is going to be a fun, fun ending to this season because there's one thing this season has been. It certainly has not been boring. So when to thank Comet fans for listening to this podcast. Of course, coming to all the games this weekend and uh, this year. We have had some great attendance, so please, fans, come on out to more Comet games. You're going to have plenty of chances to see them coming up in the month of March. So that is our show, the Combat Ops Arena Comets Podcast. That's what you have been listening to. I have been your announcer, your interviewer, your everything, Shane Alberani, and we will see everybody at the Coliseum.